You're listening to the Manchester Vineyard Podcast. We'd love for you to join us. To discover more about who we are, where we meet, and how you can connect with us, head to manchestervineyard.org or follow the link in the podcast description. Good morning. Thank you for joining us today. You know, this coming week, you will be able to pop into 422 uh, Monday to Friday to have a coffee, some cake. We're in the process of doing a soft opening. Uh, Don't you just love it? We've kind of got to that point. We're getting there. It's happening. We're on a journey. I love what God is doing among us and the uh, the springboard he's giving us to be part of that community and part of serving them, but also creating a space that we can welcome them into, uh, offering them really, really affordable food and drinks. And um, it's amazing. I've also heard over just this last week some stories of some of you who have been praying for how you can love people more, how you can involve yourself in their lives. And um, recently when it was hot, you went to the tip and uh, for how can I get involved in the lives of some of these workers? So you went back with some cold drinks and uh, just love it. Such a kingdom mentality. Also hearing stories of people where, you know, you've got a load of um, like rubbish has built up behind your house on some grass area. And so got some gloves and litter pickers and bags and went out there and did something about it. You know, rather than being a people that are praying for a move of God, we're believing we're called to be the move of God and uh, believing that the collective unity that is on us as a church to serve this city. We're not just going to talk about it, we're actually going to do something about it. So it's so exciting to hear stories of that when people are doing that and living that, but also now with this next kind of phase and chapter of 422. Come and come and be part of it. Come and uh, be part of not just what has been a building project, but actually now there's multiple ministry opportunities. Come and get involved in that. We'd love you to be part of it. Even this last week on the Sunday, I went for a walk with a number of you out in the peaks. And one of you um, said to me afterwards just how much you loved it. You loved this church, but you also loved that the collection of people that were there could have been a very different collection of people. And it has still been a wonderful time. And uh, you were so kind of encouraged by that and I feel exactly the same we love it we love what God is doing and how he weaves us together as different people different ages different experiences but when we come together in unity with a a collective mindset and a common mind to behind a vision and values wanting to love each other and love the city and love Jesus then then it kind of works and it's a wonderful thing so um, what a privilege it is to be part of it You know, the last number of weeks I've been looking at the book of John and we've been doing a series that I've called Led to the Lost. We want to be people that know Jesus, but also show Jesus, that live out what we believe. And we've often said you can't serve what you're not cooking. You know, you can't give it away if you don't yourself have it. So as we seek to share Jesus more and more intentionally, we first want to understand and have that life and the fullness of that life for ourselves. So there's this great bit in John chapter three where Jesus gives his disciples three reasons to follow him. And I believe those three reasons are good, not just for us, but they're good enough that when we know it, we're going to want to share it. Um, So let's have a quick look at the passage. If you've got a Bible with you, I'm going to be reading from John chapter 3, starting at verse 31 through to 36. And if you can join me in reading that, I'd love you to. But let me read it 
to you. It says this, John 3, 31. He has come from above and is greater than anyone else. We are of the earth and we speak of earthly things, but he has come from heaven and is greater than anyone else. He testifies about what he's seen and heard, but how few people believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true, for he sent for he is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has put everything into his hands. And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. I want us just to look at three things today. The supremacy... Hold on, I'm just going to sneeze... Excuse me, the supremacy of Jesus, the testimony of Jesus and the authority of Jesus. I believe we can see all three of those things um, weaved into this passage. And uh, the last few weeks we looked at a conversation between John the Baptist and his disciples. And they're concerned that everyone's starting to follow Jesus rather than John. And John points out, hey, of course they are. I don't want them to follow me, I want them to follow him. And we want to be people who do the same but straight on the back of that little passage we find these three quick fire almost reasons as to why you'd follow Jesus and the first one is this the supremacy of Jesus Jesus isn't from here I know you know but I just want to state that because it's kind of easy to slip into the rhythm of living or thinking like he is he might have been born in a stable in Bethlehem but he existed long before And John the Baptist tries to make this quite clear contrast between Jesus and himself. John the Baptist is from the earth, meaning he was both of a father and a mother and he came into existence as a human body. His origins were earthly. Therefore, he belongs to the earth. He's normal. He's an ordinary human. Well, (laughs) he is, but he's also quite an eccentric kind of character, character, but he's a relatively normal guy. But Jesus isn't from the earth he's from heaven he always existed he's above it all Jesus is supreme nothing and no one is greater he has authority over all things everything has been put under his rule and his control whatever you can think of right now that seems big or powerful or impressive Jesus is greater Jesus is above it all he's supreme over all creation You kind of just have to slow yourself down and and breathe that in and let yourself realise the implications of what I'm saying. You know, because as as your life ever felt slightly out of sync, have you ever got up in the morning and thought, you know, just lacking motivation? Or you get home and you're you're too tired to think. Or, you, you know, you feel like life at the minute, you're just walking through quicksand and everything is holding you back and frustrating you. And despite giving out energy everywhere to everyone, it feels like no one and nothing is giving anything back to you. Or maybe your relationship with Jesus or even your relationship with others feels like it's just stalled a little bit. You know, we can often feel a number of those things, particularly if our relationship with Jesus is out of sync. But all creation is created to serve Jesus. Every atom in the universe was created to fulfil his purposes. You know, whenever our lives don't line up under Jesus, we can become out of sync and out of sync with the world that he's 
created. It's kind of like, let me give you the example. It's kind of like riding a bike when you change gear. You may have found it, but you kind of get that odd moment between gears. Sometimes it can be quite quick and easy. Sometimes it can be quite protracted, but you kind of get the clunky noise. You know the one I mean is it's slipping between the two gears and you don't quite have traction in the same way. And the bike might lurch or the pedals just spin. They're not quite grabbing in the same way, particularly if you're going uphill. I don't know if you've ever had it. I've had it a few times. I'm going uphill, but it's like my heart is in my mouth as I'm between gears because I need every ounce of traction and energy to be directed into something that's actually going to give me a return rather than slipping back or um, falling off. You know, maybe this last chapter of your life has felt a bit like that, that things just haven't quite been in sync. A key part of re-establishing your footing is knowing and living in and under the supremacy of Jesus. As soon as the gear engages, you're kind of back and you're kind of fully functioning again. Well, I just want to remind us of this. Jesus is supreme over all areas, every area of your life. When you follow him, you're, you're in gear with him. When you try on your own, it's kind of like the wheels are just spinning. There's the supremacy of Jesus. It's kind of quite easy to say, but it's not easy to understand or accept. The Gospels are full of people who reject Jesus. The same people who proclaim to accept God then reject the one that he sends. And every time the Bible says something, um, so it states that Jesus came from heaven, it kind of exposes the hypocrisy of the, the, the established religious communities. How can we obey God if we don't obey the one who came from God? Does that make sense? So the more they heard about Jesus's origin and the fact that he came from heaven from the beginning, the more foolish or silly their excuses for not obeying him looked. And if you just whiz forward a few chapters in John chapter 9, Jesus heals a blind man and the Pharisees, they come to investigate. And at first they tried to dispute the fact that this guy was even blind in the first place. So he's like, yeah, good one. That's not going to work. And it, it, I guess, though, it was easier for them to try and dismiss it than it was for them to explain it. And they tried to make this guy out to be a fraud. People are going to do that and they're going to do that to you. You know, they're going to belittle you or seek to reduce your integrity because it makes who and what you represent easier for them to explain away. Have you ever found that? You know, you seek to share Jesus and you seek to live with integrity and then this grenade is thrown into your relationships or circumstances in those environments because the enemy doesn't like the fact that the kingdom of God is taking ground. And so there's a bit of pushback. Anyway, with this blind guy, his parents turn up in this passage and they say he was born blind. You imagine that for the Pharisees, like, guys, keep digging. You know, you're trying to dismiss the fact the guy was blind to him. Now his parents are there saying he was blind and he was born blind. So they question the guy again and they hope that they're somehow going to find a way for him to denounce Jesus. And the man says to them, why do you want to hear it again? You don't want to become a disciple of his too, do you? I kind of love it. 
Of course that's his reaction. He was blind. Of course he's going to be convinced. And he's wondering why on earth they wouldn't be convinced. Do you find that? I often find that. I know Jesus. I've seen Jesus. I've experienced Jesus. Sometimes like, why would, why would, therefore, would you not want to be part of this? Why would you not want to come to a fuller understanding? Imagine the situation, right? This guy is blind and now he can see. That was the same for us. Many of us, we were blind and now we can see. We can see truth and understand the kingdom and the gospel message. It's kind of hard for him not to understand how people don't just get it because his life and his world has changed as he's encountered Jesus. And they say, you're that man's disciple. Well, we're Moses' disciple. But this man, we don't, we don't know where he's from. They're, what they're, here's what they're basically the saying. They're basically saying, if we knew where Jesus came from and recognised his supremacy, that he's overall, and we knew where he came from, then we, then we would, you know, we'd listen to this guy. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I'm not sure they would. But anyway, the man Jesus has just healed makes this amazing statement to them. John 9 verse 30, it says this. Why, that's strange, the man replied. He healed my eyes, and yet you don't know where he comes from. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he wouldn't have done it. You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And they threw him out of the synagogue. Of course they did. Because they couldn't explain it, they couldn't handle it, they couldn't understand it, they couldn't accept it, and therefore they rejected it. We never want to be those people who do that. With all Jesus has done and said, it's kind of ridiculous to think that he's from the earth. He's from heaven. And it was clear to the blind man, it should be clear to us, Jesus came from God. Jesus is God himself and therefore Jesus is supreme. And honestly, I think we need to re to be reminded of that because if we understand that, I think it's going to change how we live. What's your worry? What's your burden? What's your sleepless night? What's your focus? What's your relationship like with your boss? What's your bank account like? Imagine if the eyes of your heart fully grasp that Jesus is supreme. He's not just a good guy. He's not just the guy who did nice and good things, who helped people. He is God in person. The flesh and blood of God living amongst us, the highest no one is greater. Nothing and no one compares to him or is or could even be anywhere close to his equal. Isaiah 55, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. So therefore, because he's supreme, we can trust him for our future. You can trust him for your career path. You can trust him for your health. You can trust him with your hopes and dreams, but also you can trust him with your disappointments, with your heartache, for your loneliness, for your unemployment, for your single parenting, for the challenge that your marriage is currently in, for the child that is a prodigal, that you are crying out and longing to come home. You can trust him because he is supreme. You can trust him not only for yourself, but you can trust that you're able to share him with others because he is all of that. You kind of can't not. Let it be an overflow of your life when you fully understand that he is supreme. He's supreme 
That's the first thing. The second thing is this, the testimony of Jesus. I don't know if you've ever played that game that you can play with children where you whisper something in their ear and then they pass it down the line to the next person. The next person to the person at the end of the line reveals what has been said. You know, it's kind of funny to see the distortion that is said at the end from what was said in the original phrase. We're so often, aren't we, so sceptical when somebody shares something with us. We often actually rightly, therefore, want to know how accurate it is. You know, if it's passed down the line, it might not be right. We live in a time and a season where, you know, there's all the chatter and conversations about fake news. And we want to know how the person knows, who told them. Did they see it? Did they hear it? We're more likely to believe them if it came to them firsthand rather than secondhand. Well, let me just refresh this again. John 3, 32, it says this. He testifies about what he has seen and heard, but how few people believe what he tells them. Anyone who accepts his testimony can affirm that God is true, for he's sent by God, he speaks God's word, for God gives him the spirit without limits. Everything Jesus said about God was first-hand knowledge. He saw and he experienced everything that he spoke about. You know, so often we try and work stuff out, don't we? You know, about our, about ourselves, about life, about how we work, why we were made, what's our purpose, how do we live, how do we thrive, how do we maximise the season of life that we're in. Do you know who knows? Jesus knows. In fact, he made heaven and he lived there for some time and he lives there today. We can trust him. We can trust what he says about life and death and heaven and hell and about God and about man, about us. Because everything he says comes from God himself, as Jesus repeatedly reminded people. Jesus repeatedly reminded people that he came from heaven. You know, I always find it interesting when Jesus says something, we want to listen, take note, it's life changing. When he says it more than once, when he says it a few times, it's kind of like, hang on, he really wants us to get this. John 8 verse 26, he says, I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but I won't. For I say only what I've heard from the one who sent me, and he is completely faithful. John 15, 15, I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confine in his slave. Now you are my friend since I told you everything the father told me. You see, despite the fact that Jesus' testimony is clear and first hand, it's often rejected. John 3.32, as we've already read today, he testifies what, about what he's seen and heard, but how few believe what he tells them. See, only a small minority, only a few believed it and received it. Honestly, when people choose to, 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 to reject it, don't be deterred by that. Don't cause that to hold you back or cause you to step back. If they chose not to listen to Jesus in person, how much more should we expect? that not everybody's going to want to listen to the life and the truth and the hope that we share about Jesus. The heartbeat of John's gospel is the dynamic truth that Jesus Christ is God's son, he's the Messiah and he's the saviour who existed from the beginning and will continue to live forever. This same Jesus has invited us to accept him and live with him eternally. And when we understand who Jesus is, we're compelled to believe what he said, then we can't not share it. Realising who he is is going to change you. And there is no way it then can't change you and those around you 
because you're going to start to live differently. Verse 24, for he sent God. Sorry, for he is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the spirit without limit. The father loves his son and has put everything into his hands. Anyone who believes God's son has eternal life. Equally, you know, I say that the opposite is true. If we choose to reject or deny the truth of Jesus, there's consequences. If you reject the testimony of Jesus, you reject God himself. Jesus didn't come to bring his own message, but he spoke the words of God. Jesus came as the ultimate prophet. You know, in the Old Testament, prophets spoke God's words and were given God's spirit with, with a measure so that they could speak just the right amount of words in the right power for the right time to fulfill their task. Jesus is given the spirit without measure, unlimited, no reserve, no holding back. Jesus is trustworthy. He's the safest thing to believe in. And it's him that we believe in and we believe what he says and we live how he asks us to live. Not only is he supreme, but his testimony is powerful. He's supreme and his testimony is powerful. The third thing is this, the authority of Jesus. God has given everything into Jesus's hands. Jesus has authority over life, over death, over forgiveness, punishment, salvation. We could go on and on and on because it's over everything. Like everything. Jesus has the power and authority to give eternal life. But he does that to those that believe in him. Notice in verse 36 how the word believe is in contrast to the absolute opposite. It says this. Anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the son will never experience eternal life. But remains under God's angry judgment. An essential element of believing is accepting his word and obeying him. You can't separate obedience from belief. As we believe, we step into or we should step into a place of obedience. John 14 verse 15, if you love me, obey my commands. If you love me, obey my commands. If you love him, we're going to do what he says. Belief to obedience. Matthew 7.16, you can identify them by their fruit, that is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. True belief in Jesus is always accompanied by obedience to his word. When we place our faith in Jesus as saviour, we're putting ourselves under his authority as our Lord. You can't half accept Jesus. You can't say, hey, Jesus, rescue me from death, but I don't want to follow you. I want to believe in you, but I don't want to be obedient to you. Because real faith always brings the real fruit of obedience. Faith always bears fruit. When we believe, we obey. They're kind of, they're one of the same thing. They go hand in hand. Some of you may have found that your faith has kind of just unfolded. You know, there wasn't a moment where you suddenly had an activation of your beliefs and therefore an activation of your obedience. It's been more of a journey over a period of time. I just want to say sometimes I think it's really helpful if that's the case and that's how you find yourself, just to have a moment of reflection in your life to say, hang on, 
does the way I live now reflect what I believe? Has it caught up? Does that does that make sense? Because we want to, um, we want the way we believe to bear fruit in obedient living. Eternal life has a future perspective as well as a pre- present one. The future perspective is that our bodies will perish one day and we will live forever in heaven with Jesus and the Father. The present perspective is is life now. It's obedience now and the quality of life that unfolds from that obedience. John not only says um, that those that don't believe will not see life, they won't experience uh, the life in the same way. What do you mean, Paul? Well, let me let me read it to you. John three thirty six in the NIV. It says it like this: Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on them. The life Jesus gives us makes a difference now. That's the point I'm trying to make. I believe in life after death, yes, but I also believe in life before death. Are you with me? I've said it many times. It's a kind of a vineyard classic. It's not pie in the sky when you die. It's steak on your plate while you wait. I tried to come up with a veggie alternative, but I failed once again. But I love my steak cooked on a barbecue. Anyway, but what, what I'm trying to say is we can experience and enjoy true spiritual life right now. You know, the book of John is overflowing with this stuff. Don't just take my word from it. Chapter 4, Jesus describes the life he offers as a fountain of water that springs up inside us and never runs dry. Chapter 6, Jesus talks about the bread of life so that we will never grow hungry. Chapter 8, he gives us the light of life so that we will never stumble in the darkness. In chapter 10, he promises that we will have life and have it abundantly in its fullness. The life that you live should lead to, a, to to something very different to that of prior to coming to know Jesus because of the life that we find in him. I don't mean like luxury cars and yachts and all of that. None of that really matters. What matters is an attitude and a perspective on life that can only come and does only come through an intimate relationship with the life giver. And sometimes we just need a reminder of that. We just need to reflect upon that because Jesus created laughter. Laughter should be part of our, of our lives. He created adventure and beauty and everything from the sunset to mountains to kind. We should never be a people that are bored. God rejoices over us. He loves us. He enjoys us. Honestly, this, this should change us. This should change how we worship. If he loves to sing over us, surely that should change how we want to sing to him. My posture will be different if I know that, understand that. And believe in that. We should be the most exuberant, excited, joyful people on our streets. Because we have an intimate relationship with the creator of exuberance. The creator of joy. The creator of excitement. We are partners with a God of joy who has taken up residence inside us. Therefore joy should be alive and contagious and overflowing from us. So can I ask a question? Is it? And if not, what's limiting you and restricting you? You know, when you, you take a, like a can of whatever it is, like a can of Coke, and you, you shake it up and you open it, and it, it sprays everywhere. It should almost be like that, that we're leaking out the joy, the overflow, the goodness of the life that we find in Jesus that then dwells and lives in us. When we choose to be 
followers of Jesus, we're partakers of this life. We experience life in Jesus in a way that is impossible without him. We don't find it in and of ourselves. We find it in him. We don't follow our own empty desires. We turn and we trust and we follow the one who can make us truly alive. I want to invite you into that. Some of you have not known that. Some of you have not understood that or experienced that. But I want to invite you into that to fully know him and the overflow of him. And I believe from that place we can't not show him. That light leaks out to those around us because we carry it in our workplaces, on our streets. It's a kind of a city on a hill. The light shines out through us. We don't hide it or bury it. It's just an overflow. It's an overflow of an intimate place with Jesus. We understand the supremacy, the testimony and the authority of Jesus and its roots in him. And that propels us to share it with others. Can I pray that over you this morning? Will we let the Lord just minister to us for a moment? Why don't you just close your eyes or just adopt a postural position. You don't want to hold your hands out like you're receiving a gift. You're receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit. You might want to close your eyes. Just remove the distractions. Lord, I pray that you would fall upon us now through the presence of your Holy Spirit. Come and speak. Come and encourage. Come and eliminate restriction. You know, some of you are just as I was speaking earlier about being out of sync. I think you're out of sync. And you need a fresh impartation of the Spirit of God upon you to reset that. Lord, I pray that. For some it can take time, for some it's a journey. I just pray though for an instantaneous interaction with the Spirit of God that goes where it's welcome, that they would be people that welcome you in now, that you restore, you redeem, you heal you clean, you free, where there's been ashes it turns to beauty, lift them out of a pit of despair into the fullness of what you have. For some of you I just believe there's an authority that's going to come on you now. Seek that authority, step into that authority, the boldness that comes from knowing and having seen and understood the testimony and the witness and the supremacy of Jesus, I pray on you, an authority, an anointing to live the life you know, Jesus prayed not to be led into temptation. You pray that you don't fall. Pray that you don't weaken. Pray that you are strengthened, but also pray for the boldness to give it and to share it and to let it leak out to others. I pray that authority over you, that anointing over you, that blessing over you. I want to call you into life today. The overflow of it not dictated by a pandemic, by circumstances, a job, employment, a relationship. I want to call you into life. I want to call some of your marriages into life. Some of your workplaces into life. They're parts of the city into life. Believe it and step into it. Lord, we call it out. Speak new life where it's been dry, where it's not born fruit, where it's been hard. Where there's been scar tissue and a burden of oppression upon these people, Lord, lift it and breathe your life that can only be found in you. The abundance and the fullness of it. Spirit of the living God, come upon us. Declare a new day over us, Lord. We welcome you. We welcome you. Some of you, I just feel like there's a little... 
like a band around your head there's been like this oppression I just want to pray that lifts off I think it's a spiritual thing it's almost some of you have like like fuzzy fuzzy vision you've not been able to see things clearly just like a fog on you I just pray that lifts now spirit of God speak healing I, someone uh, maybe a couple of you I think there's a real it's like a knot in your stomach it's probably um uh, this could be a spiritual thing or a physical thing um some of you have manifested like almost like IBS it's like a it's like a stress related your body's not at peace for some of you that's been a spiritual thing actually I think you've just been robbed physically I just want to pray in the name of Jesus healing over your body now Lord we command it with the authority that you give us release the healing presence of Jesus upon them I pray for freedom I pray for an unbinding of that that knot an unraveling Lord in, in this moment I pray physical healing speak the truth and the life of Jesus over them yeah thank you Lord I think there's a number of things the Lord will want to do and speak to don't stand alone in that reach out to others in small group or over in violence come and ask somebody to pray with you to pray for you God bless you. I hope you have a good week. We're just going to leave some gentle music playing now just so you can stay engaged and active with what the Lord is doing and ministering among us. We don't want to, we don't want to hurry that in any way. But I'm just going to leave you now. hope you have a good week. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening. To find out more, head to manchestervineyard.org or follow the link in the podcast description.